Hello, New Jersey. Welcome to another edition of On the Record. Good morning. It is Thursday, January the 10th, or as we say here in New Jersey, Happy Sopranos Day. It was 20 years ago today that the groundbreaking series on the Jersey-centric world of mobster Tony Soprano first premiered on HBO. To get some perspective on the cultural impact of the series, I had a conversation earlier this week with my record colleague, entertainment writer Jim Beckerman, our go-to guy on all things pop culture. Here's that conversation. Jim Beckerman, welcome back. John Enslin, what a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Thursday, (laughs) Thursday, this coming Thursday, the 10th of January, yeah. It's the 20th anniversary of the airing of the first episode of The Sopranos yes. on HBO. Yes, how time flies. Oh, man, it does. Yeah. Uh, but what an impact that show had that, on television and on television drama. Tell me a little bit about it. That show is kind of like the Genesis 1, Chapter 1 of the whole new age of television. That is the cable show that kind of led to all of the uh, series that we watch now, all the Breaking Bads and Game of Thrones and, uh, you know, the Americans, anything you can think of. Boardwalk Empire, all comes out of that. You know, I remember binge-watching that show because I didn't have HBO that year, and a friend of mine taped the entire first season. Yeah. And, man, I got to tell you, this is before there was binge-watching. And I got to tell you, when you look at the world through Tony Soprano's eyes, it's a very dark place. It's a very dark place, but also a pretty funny place. One of the odd things about that show, one of the wonderful things, is you can never quite tell where it's going to go. So just when you think that you like Tony Soprano and you kind of think that his family's okay, you know, he grot somebody, has somebody whacked. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's Sopranos week here at The Record and at NorthJersey.com. We've been doing stories this week on the music, the food. We had a story on James Gandolfini, the wonderful actor who brought Tony Soprano yeah. to life. Park Ridge. Exactly. Yeah. A local local guy made good. Yep, absolutely. What do you think was the appeal, though, of this program? What do you think actually made it fit so well into the culture? Well, I think there are a couple of things. One of the things, I mean, gangsters are always appealing, uh, obviously. We've had gangster movies since the 1930s, and then you had the Godfather movies in the uh, 70s. But I think two things about this show are different. One of the things is that it is, it ha- it's all shot in New Jersey in authentic locations. So it's shot in like Kearney and Newark and Patterson, the North Caldwell and all these places that we know in New Jersey. So it feels authentic. And I think the other thing that is very unique about this show, it was really a trendsetter, is that it's about suburban gangsters. And we never had that before. We had, you know, in the old gangster movies, it was always happening, you know, it was always shootouts in city streets and so on. You know, you have The Godfather where they're all in these huge compounds in Long Island or Lake Tahoe. But in The Sopranos, this is like the gangster next door. Right. He lives in a McMansion. He sends his kids to parochial school. He's, you know, he's going to colleges, to visit colleges with his daughter. And meanwhile, he's having people whacked. And, and I've seen some of the old footage yeah. that the record photographers shot at the time. There he is working, walking past St. John's in Patterson. Yeah, yeah. You know, here he is uh, by the Luke yeah. Costello statue in Patterson. I, th- I think what this show did that was really new is that it kind of suggested how close the world 
Well, in the, in the case of the Sopranos, the world of organized crime is to the so-called, quote-unquote, normal world that we all live in. It could be the guy next door. And what's interesting is that TV really took this ball and ran with it because, you know, what do you have? You have Breaking Bad, the meth dealers next door. And you have the Americans, it's the spies next door. So these are all kinds of dramas that are about how close this kind of, you know, creepy underworld is to the world that we all inhabit. It's not like, you know, these gangsters are not at arm's length. They are literally eating at the restaurants we eat at and uh, driving down the roads that we drive every day. And it still exerts a hold over the imagination here in New Jersey. I mean, you went on a tour, I gather there is a tour, of all Twice the famous spots. Yeah, tell us a bit about yeah, that. Yeah, there is a bus tour, and the bus tour has been going on from about a year after The Sopranos premiered, so like almost right away there was this real interest in visiting the places where The Sopranos happened. So I went on this bus tour, and it was like people from Guatemala and from Wales and from Australia, and they all wanted to see the Pulaski Skyway. It was like they've been dreaming about this. They've been watching this on TV. It's like, my goodness, New Jersey, what a fabulous place. So that kind of tells you the hold that this show has on people. I went down to New Orleans, I remember, around 2000, and you know, I was with a bunch of other people from New Jersey, and we all went down to New Orleans because we thought, like, you know, we've got to get away from boring New Jersey. We've got to go to exciting New Orleans, a little jazz and voodoo and Mardi Gras. And we got into a taxi cab, and the guy was like, you guys are from New Jersey? Is it really like the Sopranos? Do they have gangsters there? <laughs> he was excited to meet us. Okay. Well, you know, one interesting thing about this show, too, is I remember with, do um, you remember the Untouchables, the Elliot Ness series? Yeah. You know, shot in yeah, Chicago, yeah. black and white. Yeah. Um, and there was a hue and cry back then about, you know, is this unfair to Italian-Americans? And, you know, there was quite a lot of ruckus over that. That, that argument's been going back, like, in the 1930s. People mm -hmm. were very upset about Little Caesar and Scarface. I mean, it's a perfectly good argument. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it is stigmatizing, you know, I think a whole group based on the actions of a few. You know, you can do that with any group about anything. But, I mean, you know, just for the record, you know, in case you didn't know, there are Jewish gangsters. Right. And, you know, there's every other kind of gangster you could imagine. True, so, true. But it is kind of true that, I mean, partly because we have this history in this country, you know, in the 1920s, you know, of, of the Prohibition-era gangsters. There is this stereotype, and it's always kind of, you know... It's a bottomless mine to, uh, to dig from. I bring it up only because it seems to me like, in many ways, the opposite thing happened when The Sopranos was on the air. That people, people not only didn't complain about it as much, they embraced the show. Well, a lot of people embraced the show, including a lot of Italian-Americans embraced it. Uh, a lot of Italian-Americans embraced The Godfather. Uh, I remember there was a, a movie theater close to where I live that had a, an Italian-American night. And they had uh, all these different kinds of, like, you know, Italian-American music and food and everything like that climaxed with the showing of The Godfather. Really? So as far as they're concerned, it's, you know, at least as far as this theater owner was concerned, you know, this is not a gangster epic. This is a wonderful Italian family saga, which it is, as a matter of fact. It just happens to be about gangsters. All right. Well, be sure to check out all the stories that have been on NorthJersey.com this week. There are quite a few. They're really interesting and varied. And, of course, look for Jim's story on... Of course. The Sopranos. In NorthJersey.com and in the record. And in the record. So long, folks.